Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Hey, hey, welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. Hope everybody's doing great today. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray. He is your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area, an office right there in Pinconning. You can find us online at insightfolios.com. Click the listen button and ask questions, listen to past episodes, and find much more information there. We're going to be tapping into Kevin's three decades of experience in the financial planning world on today's show. He's the co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement, and he's a local, born and raised in Pinconning. Always fun to catch up with Kevin here on Simply Financial. Kevin, my friend, how are you this week? You are correct. I'm a local, and I'm enjoying Pinconning this year. We just, uh, you know, we're in the first week of August. Things are you know, getting warmer and humid and we're coming into fall. So I'm looking forward to all of this stuff. How about yourself? Yeah, doing the same. Going to kind of enjoy this last month or so of summer and then look forward to that fall transition. You know, we're going to get some football being played before we know it here, Kevin. It always kind of catches me by surprise when we hit August and we get, you know, a little bit of preseason football all of a sudden right around the corner. But uh, always just kind of lets you know the change of the seasons uh, is going to be afoot pretty soon. So it's uh, a fun time of year. Summer just flew by. It did. It did. It did fly by. Uh, yeah. Felt like June and July went by very quickly. Yep. So, but I guess the, we call these the dog days, right? So August always tends to go a little bit slower, I think. Well, let's slow it down even a little. You know, as the older you get, we need to slow it down a little more. That's right. We don't want to be too uh, too noisy, too 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 loud, too fast here, right? We got to keep keep our foot on the brake a little bit. So, well, with you, it might be different because you know you're in transition to moving, so you may you may want to speed it up a little bit. That's right. That's right. We're in a little bit of a weird transition point right now. So we're uh, I'm actually in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina at the at the moment, uh, hosting the show with you today, Kevin. And then we're off to Maine for a week uh, for a little vacation. And then we head west to our new home in Colorado. So you're right. We've got a little bit of transition. So it's a bit weird. Like we're enjoying this little transitionary time where we're kind of doing some beach time and then a little vacation. It's like a working vacation for me. So I'm not getting that much beach time in there. But, you know, it's fun in the evenings to be able to go and do that. And I went for a walk on the beach this morning to get the day started. And that was fun. But, yeah, it's a little bit like, all right, I'm ready to get get settled in the new place and kind of get life started there a little bit. So Get going. So the weight yeah. loss is coming along with the walk on the beach. So that's good. Yeah, actually, I injured myself moving out of our house. So I've been a little bit uh, hampered from the uh, the exercise and the weight loss side of things the last couple of weeks. And then when you throw in kind of being in vacation mode part of the trip, <laughs> uh, you know what happens to eating when you're around other family members who are also on vacation mode and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Yes, I had to. I'm I'm getting things back in action this week by starting to walk on the beach a little bit. So good for you. you know, well, you know, I was in North Carolina last week down in Paul's office, and there's so many good restaurants down there. Yeah, I'm I'm paying for it this week. I got to work a little extra Ooh, hard. What What'd you get? What was your uh, your best meal of the week? There was a um, a Mexican restaurant down there in a little town called Waxhaw. Waxhaw. Was, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I know Waxhaw. That was out of this world good. 
It was the, the best by far, and That's I've been good. to a lot of them. And it, it, you know, I, I'm going back there in I think two weeks, and that's the first place we're going to hit is that is that restaurant again. You, you've got a new favorite place down there. It I do, like. I do. Very nice. That's great <clears throat> to hear. Well, uh, I knew you'd slip food into today's show. Didn't know it would come this early, but <laughs> boom, there we go. There we go. Well, we've got a great show on the way. Let's get to helping folks uh, as they prepare for retirement and their financial futures. We're going to bust some financial myths on today's show. We're going to look at some financial diseases. Kevin's going to play doctor on the show today as well and see if he can help solve some ailments. This is going to be fun, actually. You're going to get to put on the white coat today. And you're going to kind of be a little bit of a caddy, if you will, on today's show. I don't know if you're the golf pro or the caddy, but the caddy will fit in well with the uh, with the white material, the white coat because don't most caddies they kind of wear those white suits at least at the masters right they've got the at white the masters suits they do yeah they have yeah. to so, yeah. so, uh, so we're gonna have, be wearing white on today's show through all of our segments today uh before we dive into all of that did you see in the news this past week uh related to golfing how much money tiger turned down to not go and do that new tour that's kind of been in the sports for those who don't know in the sports world there's been this new tour that's competing with the main pga tour and they're paying these golfers like ridiculous amounts of money to kind of steal them away from this tour and they tried to steal tiger but uh it didn't quite work out kevin even though they threw a lot of money at him i did see that greg norman commented on that and tiger woods was you know, he, he couldn't believe that all the players were leaving because the PGA made them famous. And I forget the dollar figure. was like 80 to $100 million. Uh, you're a little off. 700 to $800 million. Million dollars. So we're talking, right. I mean, we just had the uh, the, the big drawing, right? The, the big uh, Mega yeah, Millions the mega drawing yeah, for over a yeah. billion dollars. Well, Tiger basically turned down a lottery win to not go and join that that tour, which is pretty wild. Now, that is wild, isn't it? When you think about that, uh, but did you know he's the first, uh, now, don't quote me on this, but I read it someplace, he is the first person to actually get, you know, W-2s or 1099s for making over a billion dollars. So I guess he can afford to do that. He can afford to turn down a billion. Yeah, if you can afford to turn down a billion dollars, and you're you're in pretty good shape, I would imagine. But good Lord, that's a lot of money to turn down. It is a lot of money. It's hard to fathom those numbers, that's for sure. Well, uh, a fun transition into our first topic of the day. We're hitting the retirement golf course. We know it's obviously a popular sport in the world, and especially among retirees. So we're going to step onto the course a little bit and see what the game of golf can teach us about retirement planning. Now, Kevin, uh, I don't know if I would ever accomplish this, probably not, on an actual golf course, but on the putt-putt course, I've certainly done this a time or two, (laughs) hitting a hole-in-one. Always excited to do that. Even in putt-putt, everybody gives you a little cheer. Um, But what about, I don't know, uh, if you do that on a real golf course, it's really exciting, of course, and it makes the news and hits SportsCenter Top 10. But what would be the equivalent of hitting a hole-in-one or going for a hole-in-one in in retirement planning? What can we learn from those different strategies? Well, that's funny you asked. Did you see the hole-in-one one uh, one of the golfers just made the other day in the sports channel? Um, I remember one from a couple of weeks ago, right? Or was it the Masters where the guy skipped it across the water or something like that, maybe? That one, too. But just last week, a guy hit the club and it, his grip was so loose that the club went flying and he got a hole in one. Oh, and really? He, and he oh, said, wow. I'm embarrassed. Okay. That's embarrassing. I thought, that's not embarrassing. You got a hole in one. Yeah. Even if you let go of the club, that's still pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. 
Well, you know, in retirement planning, what do you think the hole-in-one's going to end up being, Walter? Well, that'd be like going almost like a home run analogy, right? Like trying yeah. to trying to just like, you know, shoot for the fences, try to get all of your money in one investment, maybe something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. In, in retirement planning, you know, it's going to be a little bit different. You're going to want to focus on concepts and strategies that's going to help you win over the long haul. You know, we're talking a hole-in-one to happen pretty quickly. We're looking long haul. We talk about this week in, week out on the investment strategies. You know, it's a long-term investment treated as that. Instead of trying to get lucky and then picking an investment that's going to give you the financial hole-in-one. Everybody's on edge right now, aren't they? I would say yes, uh, with the ups and downs of the market and news about what's happening in the world between China and uh, Taiwan and the Ukraine stuff still going on. It's always things keeping us on edge. I mean, that's kind of the news's job to do that to us, right? Well, yeah, on edge, you know, and every, you know there seems to be this, uh, I don't know, the sentiment out there that the market's going to tip just any day. So, you know, maybe some of our people who are some of our listeners who are listening you know, they got frayed and they sold because of all the white noise that's going on there. So let's just look at the at the month of July because we're in August. Do you think July was a good month or a bad month, Walter? Because of uh, all the news you're hearing. It was, uh, it sounded like it was a bad month. It sounded like it, didn't it? Yeah. But here's the reality. The S&P for the month of July rallied 9.1% for the month. Nice little turnaround. Yeah. The NASDAQ, 12.3. And then the Dow, 6.7. So in the financial world, you know, we don't want to necessarily concentrate on the hole-in-one. We don't want to pick one stock. We have all know, you know, diversification comes in handy. So the long-term, you know, pick lots of stocks. Let's get some diversification going on there. And once in a while, it's okay to play with money, maybe to get that hole-in-one on the financial world. But overall, let's look at financial diversification, non-correlated assets, those types of things. And let's look long-term. That's fantastic. Long term, always a winning solution there. So hitting a hole in one, not the best strategy for your golf game to always be going for that hole in one. And same thing in the retirement planning space. Now in golf, you see the caddies or, you know, if uh, you're, you're just going to your local course, maybe it's just on the back of the uh, cart that you're driving around, but you've got your bag and you got clubs in the bag and usually you got lots of clubs. And uh, what, I guess that just gives you lots of options, right? If you want something that hits the ball really long, boom, you use a certain club. If you need to go short or lob it high into the air, you've got options there. And of course, the putters for your real short range. So always helpful to have options. I'm sure there's lots of parallels to the financial world there. Well, there is. I mean, just like you said, we have some clubs for long range. So we have investments for long range. We have putter for short range. We have investments for short range. So the same is true here, diversification. Diversification is going to be you know, key going down there. So, you know, we all heard of General Motors and Chrysler and Enron. If we we're invested just in the automobile um, sector during 2008, we'd probably be in some big trouble. But if we we're invested in diversification, where we had assets that weren't necessarily, you know, in the same category as, as, as the General Motors or Chrysler, that tends to to, you know, um, smooth out that ride, that roller coaster ride that we, that we go on. So the idea of diversification is this, have lots of different companies that aren't necessarily correlated with one another. And the reason's simple. We don't want to have all our assets in one industry or one asset class, and then something happens to that asset class out of the blue. You know, the, the chips, for example, Walter. We all know that the automakers had a, a lot of trouble with the chips, which affected, right. you know, lots of things. But if we had, you know, maybe other asset classes near 
we're going to smooth out that um, that ride that we're going on. So having lots of investments non-correlated in your financial bag is going to smooth out that the, the volatility as we go into in, into retirement and through retirement. And that's what we're looking for is to keep things, you know, not, you know, we don't want to try to hit the home run. We don't want to try to get the hole in one. We want to have lots of clubs in our bags, lots of investments in our bags for that reason. I, uh, the couple of times that I've played golf, I'm not a, a regular player by any means, but I've played uh, you know, enough to experience the pain and also the excitement of when you hit, hit the ball well on a particular day. And one thing I noticed in the couple of times that I played was that sometimes you'd have a particular club that would be just jiving really well that particular day, right? Like, okay, my, my seven irons really just, I'm dialed in. Every hit with the seven's been good today. And every hit with the six or maybe the five, I've, you know, totally sliced it. Um, or just, you know, I, I can't get any distance or I'm just, it's, it's too heavy today. I just don't have the right rhythm. And so there's days where you like lean a little bit more on your, on your seven than your six or your five or whatever the case may be. And it's kind of like that in your portfolio, right? There's days where your seven's doing really well. That, that might be, you know, XYZ stock and then ABC stock's a little down. That one's not working so well for you. But because of that diversification, you can still have a good game. You can you can still adjust. You're diversified, and you can still keep moving forward and and have a good day. And you know it's a longer term view, of course, not just one game, one match that we play in our investment accounts and in the portfolio. But uh, kind of a good illustration, I think, of how you know you can you can have a down day now and then with certain clubs, with certain stocks, and still have a good overall game, if you will. Yes. So. Yeah. You, you you just explained my game perfectly. Seven. It's <laughs> my go-to club. You just go to the seven. Go to yeah. the seven. And then investment planning. You know, I don't know what my seven is, but because on our end we like diversification, obviously. Yep. So because because it works overall. I'm a, I'm a fan of the eight and the nine irons for whatever reason. I, I I strike those pretty well. I struggle with the the lower numbered irons for some reason, and uh, I can never hit the hybrids well. I don't know what it is. Driver, I'm all right on, and then those uh, those you know the kind of the the, the wedges, uh, I'm pretty good with. But uh, for some reason, those mid-range clubs are where I struggle the most. I guess that's a lot like basketball, right? Like layups aren't so bad. Even shooting a three-pointer is not so bad because you can kind of get into that long, long-range long rhythm. But that mid-range jump shot, uh, so many people struggle with. And that's where a lot of people make their money. I guess it's the same thing in golf, isn't it? The approach shots, those mid-range shots, what separates the really good golfers out there, perhaps. Well, yeah, you're, you're basically talking, you know, mid-cap stocks in that particular example there you go yeah that's yeah, a good yeah you know yeah. yes large we, cap small cap international you're talking all of it yeah we, we can keep these examples rolling all day long yeah uh last but not least you look at the pro golfers and they've all got somebody standing there beside them that's kevin today right in that white jumpsuit he's the caddy and you listen to your caddy now why why do we do that why do the golfers do that kevin at the pro levels they play golf every single day of their lives, sometimes multiple rounds a day. They're playing tournaments every single weekend. I mean, literally hundreds and hundreds of rounds of golf each year. Um, in a single tournament, you're playing those four tournament rounds plus practice rounds leading into it. Seems like they should know their craft pretty well. So why do they have a caddy and somebody that they can turn to and, and lean on for questions and advice? Well, the caddy is their coach. You know, the caddy can, you know, look from standing back and see if they're swinging correctly or maybe they're not swinging correctly. There's a little hitch or something going on. So they're going to point out those little things that maybe that golfer isn't quite seeing. And it's the same way as a, you know, a good financial coach. So if we're looking at, you know, if you come into my office and we, we go through, you know, our simplicity uh, process, what am I going to do as a financial coach? How, how do we correlate this? 
Well, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to build a plan right in front of you. Why do we do that? Why do you think we do that in front of people, Walter? Why's that? Well, we want to get them involved in their own planning. All right. I don't want, you want I don't want to do the most that yeah. mental investment. Exactly. I don't want to do the most important thing I think that is in financial planning. And that's I'm going to gather information from you. We're going to send you home and I'm going to come up with all the plan without you there. I mean, I don't think that's such a good idea. I think building a plan right in front of somebody because from the minute you come in, you're invested in your own planning and you see how things work. There's no behind the scenes that you're not in on. And we're going to show investments in that plan, how they're going to generate the income you're going to need through up markets, through down markets, through sideway markets. Why is that important? If you understand, if you if you have the right education after you leave my office and you understand how all of these little pieces are coming together and you understand from a coaching standpoint why I'm doing th- certain things, it's just an easier transition for people to get involved into their own financial planning. Now, most people are going to have what I call a shortfall. And this needs to be solved before you go into retirement. So when you're coming in and we're coaching you on the financial plan, you're going to have a shortfall in most cases. Not everybody does, but most people do. And the shortfall is this. Let's say you need $5,000 a month of income, but you have $4,000 coming in. Well, you're short $1,000. We need to solve that before you go into retirement. So if you're, if you're in the same bucket, you're going to need a coach that can, that can educate you and help you along the way and show you which investments are going to fill that shortfall going to and through retirement so you don't run out of money. And we want to educate you on everything comes together. In that simplicity plan, we go through it continuously. And then most of the time, I'll get questions. What if we did this? What if we did that? And when I hear those questions, I know people are being invested in their own planning. I know they're understanding it. And then we need to look at your tax situation. Most people that come into our office, Walter, they have the majority of their assets in 401s, 403Bs, uh, those types of things. So we're going to look at maybe can we convert to some Roths? Maybe if we take a little less income, we're going to save you on taxes when it's going into retirement. Or maybe we need to look at legacy. Maybe you have more than enough. Maybe you don't have a shortfall, but legacy is going to be your problem from time to time. We have that. So all of these things are going to come into your planning process. And for me, if you don't do this, it's just like, you know, if you're going on the golf course and you get a good caddy, they're going to help you fine tune your golf game. A good financial coach is going to do the same thing. They're going to walk you through the process. They're going to keep you involved in the process. They're going to educate you. And by the end of that planning session, you should have a real good idea whether your retirement is possible or not. By the time you leave my office within an hour to maybe an hour and a half, we got an answer. Yeah, it makes sense. It doesn't make sense. Or maybe we got some more work to do. So we need to go through the system. And then you we need to review your plan once you put it in place on your time frame, not mine. Because you're, you're, the way you interpret things is a little bit different than the person who came in before. So reviewing your plan is the most important thing in all of this. And I typically ask people, when do you want to come back in? Some people are three months, some people are six months. But when is, when is it convenient for you? When do you want to come back in? Because I want to stay on your level. I want to keep you involved. I want to keep you educated. So a good financial coach will get you to and through retirement. And that's what you're looking for in coaching. Just like, you know, baseball coach, golf coaching, what we're talking about, all those things. Look for a good financial coach. So all you have to do is uh, get that coach in place and then just have good communication from there. And that'll put you on a great path for financial success. And if you are in Pinconning or any of the surrounding communities throughout the Tri-City area, you can turn to Kevin Ray and the team at Insight Folios for that guidance. He's been here born and raised, three decades of experience helping local families plan 
plan for their retirement futures. If you want to get in touch with Kevin, all you have to do is give him a call at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Or go online to insightfolios.com and click the listen button. But again, the easiest way to get in touch is to call. And if you get the voicemail, no big deal. Leave a quick note. Kevin will be able to follow back up with you and set up that time to visit, either via Zoom or come into the office there in Pinconning and get a, as much advice, guidance, and help that you need. 888-885-PLAN is the number. Once again, that's 888-885-7526. You can sit down for a free consultation, have a conversation about your plan and the path forward. More coming up on today's show, so stay with us. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Well, it's time to play Mythbusters here on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Inside Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area, based in Pinconning. And we're going to say a financial myth over the next couple of minutes of this show, and then Kevin's going to explain why, indeed, this is a myth that needs to be busted and corrected. You ready to rock and roll, Kevin? I think so. Let's give it a whirl. You've changed your golf white caddy suit for now the, the science coat. Uh, Explosive proof bulletproof Kevlar type thing? Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, I like that. Uh, you may need it for some of these questions. We'll have to see. <laughs> All right, so there's this myth that needs to be busted right off the bat here, Kevin, and that's that you should shift from stocks to bonds, and by doing so, you remove the volatility from your portfolio as you get older. Uh, that's been around for a long time. Why is that a myth that needs busting? That's something like an urban legend, isn't it? Mm-hmm. At this that's point, something it's like you wake that, up in the, you, you woke up in the tub and you're full of ice and there's a note there, you know, that urban legend, I'm going down there, you, your kidney's been robbed. But that's a common misconception that's been around for a long time. So let's look at today, the year 2022, Walter, and let's look at long-term bonds. So people have this idea that if we take our money from stocks and we put it in bonds, it's going to be safer, it's going to be less volatile or whatever the, whatever the case may be. So if we look at long-term bonds, let's just look at a category at long-term bonds as a whole. Walter, what do you think? Are they up or down for the year 2022? Uh, they should be down, right? They're down, about yeah. 18%. Because as interest rates go up, bonds, bond bonds values go down. down, right? Yep. So, yes, exactly. So that, you took some I of your stocks. they call that an inverse relationship, right? That's true. I've had a couple of those. <laughs> <laughs> always That's be wary true. of the inverse relationship yeah yeah, yeah they're they're normally not good for you but <laughs> but you know the long-term bond so you're january you're, you're hearing all the white noise out there and you think i'm going to run for safety and you put all your money in long-term bonds well you've just lost about 18 percent. so let's take another look let's look at intermediate term bonds intermediate term bonds are you know something you know seven years or so they mature you're down about eight percent Let's look about short-term bonds because people think, well, short-term bonds, if I go there, I'm going to be, uh, I should be pretty good as far as volatility goes. Well, they're down about 4%. So across the board, the bonds are down and you hit it right on the head. Interest rates are rising. Are rising. It's going to affect the bond term uh, rates. And we all know that, but some of us forget about that. And then we're going to load up on long-term bonds and we're going to load up on bonds and we're still seeing a negative. So remember, you know, bonds are a good diversification into your portfolio. They help offset most times, but diversification helps, but it's no guarantee. Having non-correlated assets helps, but it's no guarantee. All we have to do is look back at 2008 or 9-11. Those things are something come out of the blue and hit us. And it didn't matter where your assets were at typically. 
you know, the, 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 the tide fell on all ships in that particular thing. So when investing in the market, there are no guarantees. We're, we're talking long-term, we all know that. Long-term investment over time, if you're investing long-term over time, is gonna smooth out those ups and downs of the market. I think way too many people just focus on the short term. Let me give you an example, Walter, and this is probably gonna sound funny to you. I had a client come in the other day, and they brought their statement from January uh, 1st, and they came in last week, and their account was down about 14%, okay? Okay. So from January 1st down. to the end of July, they lost 14%. Now, on the surface, that sounds bad, right? That sounds not pleasant, yeah. Yeah, not pleasant. Not great. But here, you know, here's what Paul Harvey would say. Here's the rest of the story. Okay. Even with their account down for the previous seven months, now they've had this account since 2014. What do you think they averaged since 2014? Probably more than 14, I mean, it, it, enough to offset that 14% because we've had a lot of ups since then. Yeah, they've averaged over 8%. 8%, okay. And this is what I'm talking about. People tend to focus on what's happening right now, what's happening in the last six months. Let's look further out there. That's only a point in time. Most people are going to be in, in this, if you're invested, you're going to be long-term 20, 30, 40 years. Let's forget about, you know, if we're going to move all of our money out of stocks into bonds because we think it's going to be less volatile. Let's look long-term. Let's get a diversified portfolio and let's get some assets in there that are typically not correlated and watch it grow over time. Let's not focus on the short term. Let's focus on the long term. And I think people tend to forget that. And this is a very good example of, of what's happening there. Very helpful to get that perspective there. And I think that's important, Kevin, to really dispel that myth because it's still so pervasive, uh, that urban legend, like you called it, shifting from stocks to bonds. A way to lay out why that one needs busting. All right, here's another one for you. Once you're retired, life insurance is no longer necessary. What do you think about that one? Yeah, that's not true. So if we look at what I do in my, in my office, so how do I use life insurance for, for planning? Well, one comes to mind, legacy. Let's say that, you know, you want to set up a college education for your grandkids. Let's say that you want to leave your children more money and you want to do some tax planning. Maybe give your your IRA to charity because if you do that, guess what? No taxes. And then you replace that IRA. Let's say it's a million-dollar IRA with a million-dollar life insurance. goes to your heirs, no taxes. So that's a zero-zero tax plan. And for legacy, maybe you're charity-minded. There's no better way to do this, in my estimation, if you're healthy, because you have to be healthy, you can leverage dollars. What I mean by that, you can put $1 into a life insurance policy and turn that into 2 or $3 income tax-free for tax purposes, too. You know, sometimes we'll look at this and somebody's going to inherit a big IRA and they're going to owe a big tax bill. Well, we're going we're gonna to look at life insurance. Why do I do that? Because if I owe... You know, let's say I owe $100,000 in taxes or my, my family's going to after I'm dead. Maybe I can put, you know, $30,000 in there over time to pay that $100,000. That's leveraging dollars. And the other big one that people forget about, and we talked about it from time to time, is the hybrid life insurance policies. What am I talking about here? Well, these policies, you know, obviously pay when you're gone, but they're also help for long-term care. So we can use, you know, a percentage of those of that death benefit to pay for long-term care if you need it. So if you have a long, you know, an old uh, life insurance policy that's been around for, 
you know, maybe 20, 30 years, this may be an option for you. You could take that and maybe roll it into a new life insurance policy that has those long-term benefits on there. So life insurance would come in handy in those particular situations. Life insurance just isn't for the young anymore. It's for lots of planning that we do in our office and we use it quite often here. And those are just a few circumstances that I'm, I'm telling you about. That's helpful to know those, Kevin, and that we have options and alternatives. If you've got questions for Kevin as we march through some of these myths, want to go through something that maybe you thought was kind of fact in the financial world that is not the case, give him a call at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. All right, uh, here's another myth. You'll need less income when you're retired than you need while you're working. What do you think that is? What, do you think that's a myth, Walter? Uh, less income when you're retired than when you're working. I think now, yeah. It used to be probably correct, right? But maybe not anymore. Well, it used to be. So let me give you an example. Hey, you know, I have a couple that comes to mind. In the first five years of the retirement, they wanted to do lots of things. They wanted to travel. They wanted to go to different countries. They wanted to take their children and grandchildren on them with a few vacations. And they wanted to pay for everything. So in that particular instance, they needed more money, especially for the first five years a lot more income for the first five years. If you're on the same path, you may need more income for the first five or 10 years, depending on what your retirement looks like. So one of the first things that we're going to ask you if you come into the office is, what are the things, we call them life events. What life events do you want to plan for in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years? And it could be anything from, I want to go traveling more, I want to buy a motorhome, I want to buy a second home, I want to see if I can, if I have a long-term care event, can I can I sustain it? Can my, am I self-insuring enough or do I need to get insurance to take care of that? So life events are going to come down, you know, in the future and we need to address those. They have to be planned for so if you're thinking, you know, hey, I can live on $50,000 a year of income, but then the first five years, you need an additional $30,000 a year, don't go into retirement thinking that's going to happen. You need to sit down, you need to plan for it. You need to figure out how that income is going to be generated so you don't run out of money. And in most, most cases, you're going to have to depend on uh, investments for that additional income. And if we are depending on investments for that additional income, what investments are going to work for you? What investments are going to work in your scenario to get you down to and through retirement? And remember, what's the big thing we got to look out for, especially today? Inflation. So inflation is going crazy right now. So we need to plan for inflation. And when I sit down and plan, we typically are going to increase your income by 3% a year until age 80. And then we're going to go 2% a year after that. Why? Because as we see now, going, getting a gallon of gas, getting a gallon of milk, buying food at the grocery stores are getting more and more expensive. We need to, to plan for that. And then when you're in retirement after 80, you say, well, I don't need any more income. Health and healthcare comes into play. You're going to spend more on average, not everybody, but on average, you're going to spend more for healthcare. So we need to plan for those things. So I'm betting that you're going to spend more money in retirement over the long haul than you think that you're going to need. And that's where the planning process comes in. Well, if you've got questions for Kevin Ray, it's very easy to get in touch and have a conversation with him about your financial plan, 888-885-PLAN. Make sure you're busting any myths that might be infecting your portfolio. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. You can get a complimentary review of your financial plan, see if you'd be a good fit to work with Kevin and the team, and uh, just have a conversation about your goals in retirement 
how to get from point A to point B and uh, protect all that you have uh, worked so hard to earn over the years. Again, to set up that time to visit, call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Stay with us. There's much more coming up on today's show. We'll bust some more myths before we wrap up today's program and more on the way here on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin a little bit better on today's program. And our question for you this week, Kevin, I think I'm going to know the answer to this one. But how do you enjoy spending your time alone? The answer yeah, f- fishing and hunting, right? This was Fishing and hunting, yes. I, I really, really look forward to that. Um, you like you know, doing it with others, but also you, you're fine going out solo on those activities, right? Oh, yeah. I'll walk out in front of the house, and I'll grab the fly rod and just me in the water and whatever I'm trying to catch, or I'll walk out in the woods. And I just, it, you know, to me, that's the ultimate experience, and you get to enjoy nature and yourself, and, and just uh, seems where I, I belong. I, 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 can, I can't put it any better. I think I belong there. How about you? Nice. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, I, I would say I, I've enjoyed doing like projects solo sometimes, like, you know, waking up and being like, all right, here's the task for the day. And I like just kind of, you know, especially like if, you know, Connie's working on a particular, uh, when she was working on weekends, I might have a whole Saturday solo and I would just say, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to put in some flooring in the, you know, the laundry room or something. And then just kind of having that task where you can really tackle it, go about it, plan it out, go to Home Depot, throw on my headphones or, you know, listen to some music or listen to an audio book or something like that and just, you know, tackle a big task like that. Or I love spending time out in the garage during the fall working on some sort of project or even just cleaning and reorganizing, you know, that kind of stuff I enjoy. Um, you know, if I'm alone, that's not a bad, uh, a bad task to undertake. Yep. When you, for me, when you're, I was out in the woods the other day and I just walked in the, in there and you can hear the birds and all nature and i'm like oh this is great and so that's the best isn't it that, that's me and then at night you know when the frogs you're out there and you're, you're by yourself i'm sitting on the deck once in a while reading i just put the book down you know the frogs are chirping in the background and birds are starting the quiet down it's just it's just the perfect time man that sounds nice to me no doubt about it uh well there you have it getting to know kevin a little bit better on the show today we'll bust some more myths before we wrap things up coming up next here on simply financial No need to make things hard on yourself. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Learn a simpler way to invest. Well, we're getting ready to wrap things up on this week's edition of Simply Financial with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with an office in Pinconning. You can find Kevin online at insightfolios.com. All right, Kevin, we were busting some myths earlier in today's show. We've got a few more on the list before we wrap up. Let's talk about taxes in this next one. There's this myth that when you retire, you're automatically going to be in a lower tax bracket, and that's supposed to make the whole retirement planning thing much simpler and easier, but not really the case, is it? Nah, maybe, maybe not on that. Let's just look at the 12% tax bracket. We're in relatively uh, low tax uh, environment right now. So to stay, if you're a married couple, to stay in the 12% tax bracket, your income has to be under $83,550. That's you know that's a good that's a good income, but what could trigger you to pay more? Well, if you're in, if you're working, you're not you don't have to worry about paying tax on your Social Security. When you're retired, guess what, Walter? You have to worry about paying tax on your Social Security. Mm. So if you're a married couple and you're in over thirty two thousand dollars of income, fifty percent of your Social Security, up to fifty percent of your Social Security, is subject to tax. And if we go over forty four thousand dollars of income, up to eighty five percent of your Social Security is taxed. 
So there's a tax that most people don't think about going into retirement. And here's another situation people don't think about. Most of your money that when people come into our office, most of their money are sitting in what we call qualified accounts. And a qualified account is an IRA, 403B, 457, some sort of retirement account. And what we and what people tend to think about is they've grown these accounts for maybe 20, 30, 40 years and they got over a million dollars. And then all of a sudden they turn 72 and now there's something called RMDs, required minimum distribution. So maybe your 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 income's around 60,000, 70,000, but then all of a sudden you're forced to take money out. And you let's say you saved a million dollars, you got to take out over $30,000 out of that retirement account or the penalty if you don't is 50% of that 30,000 or 15,000. Now guess what? That 30,000 is added on top of your additional income. So that may jump you into a higher tax bracket. There's lots of things when we sit down and we start talking to you, we need to look down the road. And I tell everybody there's a railroad track by my office. We need to look further down that railroad track and we need to see that light on that train coming down so we can get out of the way in time. So, and sometimes that, that railroad ends the show, doesn't it? It does. Sometimes it comes by. <laughs> and uh, so we need, to, we need to plan for those things. We need to look down the tracks. We need to look in the future and we need to come up with ways to keep you in a lower tax bracket. Sometimes we can, sometimes we can't, but it needs to be planned for. Fantastic uh, layout there, Kevin, of the tax situation in retirement and why that myth needs busting. Last but not least, one more myth to go. Financial planning today is much easier to do without professional help because we've got all this technology, calculators, the internet, robo-advisors, all these things. All this tech should make the whole financial planning world much easier. Well, is it really? You know, First of all, if you go down that road, you have to typically call 1-800-NO-HELP. And that's what you're going to find. And most people get frustrated when we got to go down that area. Are you going to do this yourself? Technology's good, but only goes so far. Walter, I, I'm getting my garage remodeled right now. And I could go on YouTube and I could say, how do I remodel the garage? But will I do it, do you think? No, you might enjoy watching the video. But uh, no, other, no. other than that, you might not go out and just immediately execute that. No, I hired a professional contractor to do it. Why? Because I know there's lots of little issues that I don't even see that when a contractor comes in, he's able to see it. So I hired a great contractor with lots of experience. And when I when he originally first come in, you know, I thought it was going to cost X. And then he's pointing out all these things that have to be addressed. And I would have never known that by watching that YouTube video. I would have never done anything. The same thing applies in financial planning. I think some people are good at it because they take the time to educate yourself but I have over 30 years of, um, as you put it, I have over 30 years in this business being an advisor. I've helped thousands of people. There's things that I can see coming down the road that maybe you can't see or another financial planner can't see. And that's what we're talking about. Experience counts. You know, we know, for example, we just talked about it, that when interest rates go up, the bonds go down. But some, a lot of people fled to bonds because they thought it was safer. Well, we know that being a good advisor, that's not necessarily a good move. We help people plan for their retirement. This comes to mind right now, Walter. I just attended a neighbor's funeral the other day. And when we walked in, there was pictures everywhere on the boards. Now, there just wasn't one board. There was lots of boards. And it was all about, you know, all the memories that they created. It was all about the fun times. You, you could see smiles everywhere. And we're talking about financial planning. You know, a good, a good coach is going to help you do that. They're going to get you to and through retirement where you can create the memories. You can leave a legacy. You can be remembered for, you know, being the person that you want to be remembered for. And when you're doing your own coaching, that may take up more time than you think. 
So for me, financial planning, you know, some people can do it, but the majority of people are going to need some help because they can't see down the road and they can't see a bad financial memory would be. And we, we hear this from time to time, mom or dad left me a mess and that's what they remember. Don't do that to yourself. Get the right people, get the right people to help you, get the right coach to help you so that when you walk out on this life, you leave great memories and that's your legacy. That's what we want to do. Leave a good legacy behind. That looks different for everybody, but a legacy nonetheless is something that uh, anyone can create. And I love your vision of that, Kevin. If you need help building your current financial plan, how you're going to get yourself to and through retirement, and if you need to think about the next generation and how to leave that legacy, that's all part of the planning process. If you want to cover all the details with Kevin and begin walking down that path together, all you have to do is pick up the phone and give him a call at 888 888- 885 plan. That's it. 888-885-7526. Leave a quick voicemail if you uh, do get the voicemail and uh, we'll be able to follow up with you soon and schedule that time to meet. Whether that's via Zoom, a quick phone call if you've got some small question off the top of your head or that you want to work through first before coming in and meeting one-on-one. Or, of course, you can come right on by the office in Pinconning, have a seat, and uh, maybe Kevin will throw something in the air fryer and uh, you know can have, uh, have a little grub or he'll point you in the direction <laughs> of some good, good restaurants there around the office. Lots of good options there to make your experience enjoyable. Uh, but the, the nitty and gritty is getting down, looking at the numbers, and making sure that you're well prepared to achieve your retirement and financial goals. If you want to talk to Kevin, all you have to do is pick up the phone and give him that call at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin, thanks for all your help on the show today, and we'll look forward to doing another one with you soon. Stay cool. All right, will do. That's Kevin Ray. I'm Walter Storholt Lee. We'll see you next time on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.